What's up and welcome to another episode of the Grindline Podcast. This is episode 57 and I am here with Ryan tonight. Tyler lost his voice or something. Uh, Ryan, how you doing? I'm good. I've had a couple margs tonight at uh, the local Mexican establishment, so let's do this. Nice, and you're drinking the brand new Mas Agave from Founders. Oh, we should try to get sponsored by them because I would not be mad about it. Founders, the beer. Sponsor us, please. Uh, <laughs> I, I am drinking uh, Roque Brewing Company's French Toast Oatmeal Stout, which Roque was rec- uh, recently purchased Right Brain, which is cool. Wait, they did? Yeah, Roke bought Right Brain uh, before uh, fall, last fall. I didn't know that. That's fantastic because both brands are amazing. They are both very good, and I've talked to the owners of both. So, Sponsorship. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Anyways. So tonight, yeah. So tonight we've got a couple of things to talk about. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit about Jared McIsaac and the Halifax Mooseheads, who uh, have been crushing it this playoffs. And McIsaac is actually one of our prospects that I think will probably see a little bit more time in junior. I don't think they're going to throw him right in. But he'll get his year in junior like uh, like Rasmussen got his. So we'll talk about McIsaac a little bit. And then we have something that came up kind of uh, – Ryan had a tweet about – what was five years ago, you said? Yeah, very Nostradamus-esque. It was five years ago to the day. Yeah, and then we started doing uh, – we connected some dots. And if you've ever seen the picture from Always Sunny with Charlie Day and his wall – And he looks like he hasn't slept in four days and he's got the red yarn going to different spots that kind of happened on Twitter today. And in the most random way, because of this tweet, it it opened Pandora's box pretty much. Yeah. And and I think who, what's his Twitter handle now? He goes by beer league. Uh, I think it's Iserman season is what he's at right now. I think it's Iser season. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Beer league champ. Never know his name. He's the infamous man behind the sunglasses. Yeah, we, we'll shout him out, but we, he kind of <laughs> helped us connect these dots. And it's a little crazy when we get into it. But I think we're going to start tonight's show with Dylan Larkin's testicles, uh, which uh... are, uh, I'm assuming, are in super rough shape right now. So if you hadn't seen it, it's all, I don't know how you have and It's all over the internet. It's all over Twitter. Uh, Dylan Larkin took a slap shot to the nutsack during the world tournament and it looked extremely painful to where oh my God. as soon as he got hit, he collapsed in a heap to the ice, Ugh. then got to his knees, like physically screaming. Generally, they'll just make a face like, oh, my God, I'm hurt. He was screaming, started crawling, uh, hunched, skated over to the bench and collapsed on the bench floor. Multiple before, times at the on the bench floor before hobbling uh... down the hall to the room. This brings so, up horrible memories. I apologize for the extra sound effects. So RIP uh, future Larkins. Uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, there was the the most disturbing part was there was like that whole night and even into the next morning, there was absolutely no update. There was yeah. no update until this morning and everyone like we were waiting with bated breath to find out <laughs> the future of Dylan Larkins testes. And I just... I feel for the guy because, you know, they wear a cup, but a cup doesn't cover everything. It's like a bulletproof vest. You still feel the shot. It does enough. I'll put it that way. uh... Was it? Didn't Sammy Sallow get hit and one of his balls like exploded? I don't know, but I wish everyone could see my face when you said that because it was terrifying to think about. Because, oh, God. 
this this is the worst conversation to possibly have because <laughs> yeah all, all i can think it brings back the memories for me of high school baseball now we're going for those that don't know my age i'm going back about 12 13 years right now and it was pitchers and catchers i was a catcher and the guy that i was catching for threw about a mid low to mid 80s fastball and he throw one low we were in a gym at the time <laughs> and he short hopped one in front of me so i tried to do do the ola scoop i was like yeah i do it all the time no big deal i missed horribly and what happened the ball went under my glove and caught my cup square on i couldn't walk for 10 minutes yeah and seeing larkin get hit the way that he did by a slap shot equally if not faster than what i experienced and with a freaking rubber puck i have felt his pain literally and it's i feel so bad for him and his future children if he can still have them and i mean cup technology may have have gone a little further since then but no one wants to see someone get hit in the nuts and (sighs) no one wants to see especially dylan larkin whose voice is probably three registers higher after that shot Ugh. Everyone was saying online, like, I wonder how how quickly he went down the room just to throw up. I mean, probably immediately. But it's it, it's it, for if 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 you're a guy listening to this and you have not experienced any type of true nut shot, you can't relate to the literal pain that is being dealt here. It's 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 the god awful feeling. It's bad. I mean, I'm not going to compare it to like women in childbirth. No, no, no. We're not going to go down like that, that rabbit hole. That's a whole separate thing. But I'm pretty sure a a slap shot to the nuts is the worst pain a man could feel. I mean, and he was wearing a cup, right? I'm assuming so. He's a professional hockey player. You got to hope so. Yeah, unless like it's his good luck oh. like ritual or something. But I mean, it's... It's pretty nuts and gnarly. And I, I this morning, so there was an update this morning. And this morning, the Free Press did an article. Blaschel said is quoted saying he is dealing with some pain, but otherwise <laughs> looks. So look, the quote is wrong. It says he's dealing with some pain, but otherwise looks like okay. Blaschel said, no definitive word on his status for Thursday yet. So it was bad enough for him to leave and not return to that game. But Blash says he thinks he's going to be fine. Uh, apparently, Blash, as well as several doctors, have checked out Dylan Larkin's scrotum. But uh, that's just the them's the breaks, I guess. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I don't know what worse could happen to you during a game. I think he would rather have himself get hit in the mouth and teeth fall out yeah. than get hit in the nuts. Kind of like that famous photo of him, like going with the face straight up in the camera. Oh, his smile, his toothless grin. <laughs> The most memed and gift image of any Red Wing player lately. Yeah, but uh, thoughts uh, and prayers to Dylan Larkin's nuts, and uh, we are going to move forward. I'm I'm doing a cheers <laughs> to the to the sky and a drink on that one because that is fucking brutal. Yeah, pour one out for Larkin's ball. I mean, I'm not uh, going to pour one out of a Moscow. Oh no, expensive beer. That's don't wasteful. Do it. Yeah. Anyways, so we're going to move on to Jared McIsaac in the house. No more balls. Heads. No more ball talk. This is <laughs> hockey. We only talk about pucks. Uh, so Halifax right now, I believe they're in the finals. Yes. Thank you uh, again. What the, What is his actual Twitter handle? I don't know. Go on Twitter. Like, I'm not your I, mom. 
I'm not. Don't you fucking yell at me right now. <laughs> Iserman season. S Z N is his yeah. actual handle for those that care. He spouts. This is a little shout out for him right now. He is incredibly intelligent when it comes to prospects and the Red Wings in general. So he is a great follow if you aren't already following and debating him because he will debate the fuck out of you. I get tired and I can't keep up. Greg can all day. So there you go. Yeah. So Halifax beat Guelph. Uh, they're actually in the semifinals. Okay. Yep. So they beat Guelph to go into the semifinals. So you can't keep up with all these freaking different leagues. It like drives me insane. But if I was paid to do it. I would. Yeah, well, yeah, give me, I'll do it. <laughs> so um, the Moose are looking good. Uh, and Jared McIsaac is is one of their, I'll call him a quarterback. He's a quarterback. He's a defenseman who, who is on the power plays, on the penalty kill. In the regular season, he had 62 points in 53 games, which for a defenseman in the queue, I mean, it's a it's a high scoring Scoring game. league, yes, but, but still. Exactly. Defenseman. And in 22 playoff games, he has 16 points, two goals, 14 assists. So he's playing against some really good competition because they're in the playoffs and he's putting up numbers. So he did sign his ELC. Uh, if you don't remember who he is, he's a defenseman. He's six foot one, 192. Uh, he was our 2018 round two draft pick at 36. I believe he's also the first defenseman we took mm-hmm. last year's draft. Uh, but he did sign his entry-level contract recently, and, but he still will probably spend next year in juniors because he only has three years in the CHL and he's under 20. He, he is the ex- not like a Valino, for those that are curious. Valino already has his four years because he got the exceptional status, so he is eligible for the AHL next season, which is fantastic. So I just wanted to throw the asterisk clarifier out there. Yeah, so Jerry McIsaac is he'll go back he has two choices. It's either the go back to Halifax and be a leader. Right now he's an alternate captain. Uh so he could probably go back captain that team next season and then come over to the Red Wings or Grand Rapids. At that point, I would think it's probably most likely the Wings. Or they could do with the uh Rasmussen treatment instead of leaving him in for his final year in the CHL bring him onto the Red Wings, let him, I, I guess, floor or struggle. Rasmussen, I believe, struggled quite a bit, because, kind of because he was misused, but that's besides the point. Yeah, that's another, that's a rabbit hole discussion. Yeah, but I don't think they'll do that with with McIsaac. I think they'll, it's Eiserman now. I think he'll leave him in juniors for a year, let him go through that, bring him up probably to Grand Rapids for a little bit, and then and then come in after that. So I think McIsaac... For all the bullshit of log jams, if you will, I think yep. he is the type of guy that benefits the most in this situation. Yeah. Because no, he doesn't need to get forced into it. Rasmussen, in his situation, kind of like to your point, kind of got forced into a situation because they were hoping for a guy that was going to score. He wasn't put into that position. But McIsaac, he can wait that year and they can slide his contract for one. And then he can come into a brand new, likely new, brand new looking defensive core after this coming season and try to make the team for one, if not goes to the AHL for a year. And then we still can, the wings can still work with him for two years on an ELC and then work with him as an RFA from there, depending on how he does. So he is a project that I think kind of like to what you were saying is 
one of the brighter spots to work with, especially in the back end. Yeah, and I think he's also one of those guys that was supposed to go earlier in the draft than where we drafted him at. I think McIsaac at one point was projected as a mid-first round pick around 15-16. Was he really? I, I think so. But then he ended up slipping down, and we were lucky to get Valeno and, and then McIsaac mm-hmm. and then Bergeron, who yeah. hopefully comes back strong from his back surgery. Weren't all those picks like what, what, 30, 32, 36? They were all is really, yeah, real, clumped, Something like real that? clumped together, which is good. And, and we almost have that situation again this season mm-hmm. with uh, three second-round picks. But I'm hoping maybe we can package a couple of those to move back into the first round lower. And a lot of people are saying, I'll go after Spencer Knight, who's the top-rated goalie prospect. But I think it's pretty evident by signing Larson right after he was done to to his ELC that he's probably going to be the goaltender of the future. And they're going to have to try him out probably right. next season because he will be grand. He should be Grand Rapids goalie next season. Well, I mean, they're bringing back. Well, is there any word on who they're bringing back for sure? I know I'm gonna I'm gonna go assume Rybar, but probably not Sateri, right? Well, Rybar and Sateri are both on on contract years, so they'll have to dump one. Now, here's the thing: they might have to let both of them go because Let's you've see. all got Sateri's the UFA and Rybar's RFA. But to, yeah, sorry, go ahead, finish your point there. Yeah, they've also got Caden Fulcher, who has played pretty well i would say mm-hmm. uh toledo's in are they they're still in the playoffs yeah they were last i saw they're winning right now against tulsa so toledo is currently playing they're in game seven uh up three to one on the tulsa oilers was about 10 to 15 to go or something like that yeah so and and caden fulcher has been really good pat nagel is their goalie Pat Nagel used to play for the Fort Wayne Comets, and the only reason I know that is because I went to a Fort Wayne game because my friend lives there. Oh, okay. But I think Pat Nagel also at one point played for the Griffins. I want to say you're correct, but if, I don't want to assume. And that's digging deep into my random hockey knowledge. It just sometimes names stick out to you. And you, you can't let him go. And you hear you go, oh, yeah, this person played for this team, this team, this team, and that team. Oh, uh, yeah, he played for the Griffins in Fort Wayne. He played for Lake Erie Monsters for a short while. He played, Wow, he jumped around in 14-15. Lake Erie, so that's the Columbus Blue yep. Jackets. The Rochester Americans on a loan. Who do they fall under? Are they the Rangers? I think so. They And then he had the Griffins for two games. And then he... Didn't Utica really Comets, play. which no, is he did, he played two games for Grand Rapids. Yeah, that was and, the, and the one game for Utica, which Utica wow. is Vancouver. Majority of his time was spent with Fort Wayne, and it looks like he tried to do a jump from EC to AHL and it didn't work out very well. Yeah, but you guys did see Fulcher in one game with the Wings this season, which of course, I mean, it's his game, one game in the NHL. He's not going to look fantastic he did have a 4.41 goals against and an 80 uh 81% save percentage but i mean it's he's he's fresh guy i mean he's not going to get a ton of playing time yet but i think pat nagel this might be his last year caden fulcher will either step in as the goaltender for toledo or he'll go to grand rapids mm-hmm. and and become the backup behind larson and then you get i mean you trade rybar or you let him go 
which I don't know if I would. Rybar play has been playing well in the world. I think you got to tender Rybar and go from there and see what happens because who knows what could happen with Bernier. Jimmy is getting older, so you have a guy that you know is going to be solid to an extent. I mean, mm-hmm. Sateri, you can let walk because he's 29 years old. Rybar is a restricted guy at 25. So if you hold on to Rybar, Larson, and Fulcher and then have them rotating through at the AHL level, I don't think you can really go wrong there. No, I don't think you can either, but pretty soon they're going to have I, – I think the point is pretty soon they're going to have to figure out what they want to do with goalies. Yeah, because I mean, it, it, we're not. Who, who's the other one we're not even talking about? There's uh, Petrozuli. Keith Petrozelli. Is that Zuli or Zelli? Petrozelli. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, Keith Petrozelli is the other one. He hasn't gotten a lot of playing time because the other two goalies in the Quinnipiac system are like they're the best goalies in the league that they're in, and they both got signed to NHL contracts. So that leaves just him. So next year you can go back to Quinnipiac take that starting goaltender role and, and run with it. And ECAC hockey is the division they're a part of. Yeah. So division one. So he can go there, take over as the starting goaltender and, and see what happens. And then we even, uh, the other one is Jesper Eliasson. Mm -hmm. And he has been doing pretty well where he's at too. So, is he an unsigned currently? I believe so. I think both of them are unsigned because looking at Cap Friendly, the only non-roster goalies they have on as a contract right now, not including Sateri and Rybar, are Larson and Fulcher, and they're both signed to their restricted free agent tags yeah. or entry-level contracts, if you will. Yeah, so Jesper Eliasson is the other one. He is playing in – right now he is playing – uh, on loan. Well, he didn't really even play. So he played for the Vaxo Lakers in the Super Elite. He played 33 games. He had a 2.43 goals against with a 90, uh, a 919 save percentage. He was our third round pick, number 84, uh, last year. And he, I mean, he seems like he could be a good sleeper goalie. He played two games in the under 19 for Sweden and had two goals against and a 92% save percentage. And he played two games in the under 20 for Sweden and had a uh, one goal against and a 96% save percentage. So he's the other one that I think might be a good sleeper goalie. But the the thing is, is you pick up goalies every year and the Red Wings have been pretty bad lately at drafting goalies. (sighs) Yes, Uh, and I mean... I guess it depends on who you talk to about a guy like Mrazek, but we're not going to go Coro. into that. Well, Coro, who's, who's the other one we talked about recently? Um, Jake Patterson. Is it Patterson? Is that who I'm thinking of? Uh, yeah. Patterson's one of them. I mean, the Red Wings have had some bad yeah, it, it's picks. Yes, you're right. and That is absolutely true. Mrazek has been their most recent oh shit, this guy could be something, but then he would shit himself and not do something, and but then do great things and people get excited and then he wouldn't again. And th- there was no in-between. It was either great at the peak or the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, and that's, I mean, there's no two, like right now, Patterson, apparently it says his current team is the Toledo Walleye. I don't think that's correct. Is he? I don't think so. I don't think it is either. 
No, right now he is playing for the Brampton Beast in the ECHL. So he's on a team that's like the Walleye, but not the Walleye. No, and he's 25. So I don't, and he was a two thousand third round pick in 2012. That is mm. not is not going to pan out. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, he sounded great at first, but no. Who was the other goalie? Tommy McCollum. Yes. Tom McCollum was the other one, and he got 2008 round one, number 30 overall. Wanted, and people wanted to like him so much, and it just it didn't happen. I don't even think he got into any Red Wings games. Three games played, one win, 879 save percentage, 298 goals against. Yeah, and that reminds me a lot of uh, Jared Coro. So, mm-hmm. which Coro, I think Coro is probably the biggest disappointment. Yeah, and he showed some, like, the first couple games, you're like, yeah, this guy can do it. And then mm-hmm. he kept going, and it kept getting worse and worse. And we're like, ah, when, a... when's this going to end? Yeah. I mean, that was the disappointing part, because he looked as good as he did in Grand Rapids, which I don't have his stats in front of me, but I know to an extent that he was performing the way you would hope a prospect goalie would. And then when he came to Detroit, it it just didn't connect. Like the, the the lateral movement wasn't there. It just like he collapsed, and it was to me it was incredibly surprising because I know m- many people were bitching and moaning about bringing up a goaltender at the time. And he, when Jimmy went down, he was like, "We got Morazic and Coro, we're good." And then we weren't good. No, we weren't. We were in <laughs> fact bad. Goalie is still a tender subject overall. I think that, yeah. I think that is the the cliff dose version of all the bullshit we just spewed. So somehow we went from Jerry McIsaac being really good defensive prospect uh, into wow we've drafted some really bad goalies lately. We really have. So I think the I think this will take us to our last segment of the night, which is and and I'm gonna actually let Ryan set this one up because it was almost his discovery, uh, which started with a tweet from five years ago. Not a good discovery. Not a good one at all. No, bad discovery. All right. On May 22nd, 2014, from the Twitter handle, Twitter handle RDRyan33, quote, I love the way Abby plays sometimes, but damn, he's going to cost wings in the future if this keeps up, dot, dot, dot. It's not good. Here we are, five <laughs> years later. It's fucking true. Ugh. <sighs> May 22nd, 2014 is when I sent that tweet out. Not little did I know how true that thing would come to this day. And it friggin' sucks. It does, but it gets deeper. Are we are we going into the the black hole that was that the tweet responses oh, yeah. now? Oh yeah. Do you want to do you want to go ahead and leave with that? You 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 and Iserman season were were having way too much enjoyment from it. And by enjoyment, I mean pain with me. Yeah, it was kind of a shared pain. I think I upset a lot of people with this tweet, actually. Yeah, well, I don't know. If you, I mean, it's it was a known fact. Uh, what upset. And up, when I say upset, I mean, it was a realization of, oh, shit, you're right. God damn it. Basically. So what happened is, and you can go back and see this Twitter thread from earlier today. We kind of were saying, like, Abdicator is probably the worst current player that has that has won a Stanley Cup technically. 
we we came to the conclusion that his name is not on the Stanley Cup, but he has a ring and there's a picture of him skating around with it. So he's a fraud and he also was, bad he, at hockey. He, he was a press box junkie. Yeah, he played two regular season games that season and zero playoff games. And but he's got a picture. He got dressed, went on the ice and got a picture of him skating around with the cup. He didn't play at all in the playoffs. Nope, not once. He he was called up because Tom Thomas Kopecki, if you say that right, uh, got hurt. So he was the extra forward for the Wings. Beer League Chump says he is a literal curse. The Wings lost in the finals in his first full year and haven't been back yet. Just called the Abdul Curse. To which Ryan responds, God. Holy shit, you're right. Holy shit. That's a quote. Direct quote right there. Yes. So, the Red Wings have not made a Stanley Cup final. Can we mention the gif that I used with that? Because I feel like it's entirely fitting. Oh, the, the crying kid from Northwestern? The Northwestern crying kid where he's like, oh my God, hands up to the top of the head, yeah. like in ball mode. Yeah, so... Yeah. Oh, there you go. Now you have a visual of our pain. So the Abel curse is a real thing. Uh, the Red Wings have not been back to the Stanley Cup Finals since the 2008-2009 season. The problem with that is that who did we lose to in 2009? Really? I mean, do you yeah. want to ask this question no, right now? No, we don't, but... It's fucking Sydney Crosby and the Penguins at home. Game seven. I was in goddamn downtown Detroit watching that game <laughs> and extremely upset with a girlfriend at the time that didn't know anything about hockey and couldn't realize why I was so upset and distraught at the, at the moment. Yeah. So thanks, Greg. So we have, we're bringing back Ryan. I'm like a therapist. <laughs> Ryan's repressed memories. How's that hockey town cafe not... watching that shit? Oh, oh man. Uh-huh. We've not been back to the cup final since then. Yeah. Since Abdul Cater and are we, are, I'm assuming you're going and there. The Guess who else reveal. was on that 09 Stanley Cup team with Justin Abdul Cater? Played their first playoff game. The biggest Jonathan. fucking road cone on this fucking team. I'm sorry, Jonathan Greg Erickson. Krupa. I said fucking over and over again, but I can't help it. Jonathan Erickson also played his first playoff S- game. Son of a bitch. The same season as Justin Advocator and until you beer we, league champ until it's chump and it's chump? Oh, yes. I changed it. oh and until we rid ourselves of oh. Justin Advocator and Jonathan Erickson the curse will not be lifted it's like there's some witch in a hut somewhere with a voodoo doll of Christopher Illich well it was Mike Illich's voodoo doll but now it's Christopher Illich's voodoo doll sticking pins in it until the Abdicator and Erickson curse is lifted. So I think I think the right thing for them to do, honestly, the right thing for them to do is to, to wave Abdicator and buy out Erickson, right? I mean, in a perfect world, that's what happens. Because Granted, we're in a new world without Ken Holland. So both scenarios are entirely believable at this point. But I'm not going to get excited about any possibilities until it actually happens. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I just, I can't, when you see those two facts come together, you almost just want to log off. I did. It's, it's a realization moment that I don't think a lot of people have connected <sighs> is that we, we insert two players into the lineup and 
never make the cup finals again while they're here and probably won't. I mean, definitely won't make the cup finals while they're still here. No, not at all. There's no way. I mean, they both ironically, I think you said Advocator played two games in the 08 season when they won the cup. Erickson played, I believe, if I remember correctly from when I looked at it, eight games that season. And then they were both installed for most of, if not full time, the following season when they lost to the Pens in the cup. And well, it all makes... no, no, in 2008, 2009. Um, yeah, that's that's what I was referring to for the, when they were both brought in Advocator more. Advocator had two regular season games and 10 playoff games. He only had 10 playoff games that year? Well, in, in 2008, 2009, he played in Grand Rapids for 76 games. So, 2008, 9, he played two regular season games and 10 playoff games. Who did he come in for in the playoffs? I, I don't know. That doesn't or am say I getting anything. my years of Kapeski getting hurt? In 2008, 2009, he would have come in. Pro- no, because Kopetsky played 79 regular season games and eight playoff games. So he could have come in for Kopetsky in 2008-2009. Yeah, well, in 08-09, Erickson played 19 regular season games and 22 playoff games. That was when the end began. It was the it was the literal beginning of the end for the Detroit Red Wings, all leading up to this point where they are in a complete rebuild, all because of Erickson and Applicator. And some bad signings by Ken Holland, but that's besides the point. Yeah, but those two are the most glaring ones still to this day yeah so thank you erickson and advocator for having the red wings rebuild and if he would have just not been re-signed then we probably would be in a better place but this is all fake stuff i mean we're not really we don't really believe this i mean we believe that they're terrible and that we would probably be a better team if they weren't there i mean yeah but we don't believe and i have to say this for posterity's sake we don't believe the Red Wings are cursed because of them, but we really do. We really no, it's the Advil curse. It is the Advil curse. It's, we, it's officially the Advil curse because it is, it is dumb. You can't hide from it at this point. With there, there are facts in front of us. We just named them. It's the <laughs> Advil curse. We have been presented with a certain set of facts, and those facts point to uh, Justin Advocator cursing the Detroit Red Wings. I mean, if you can come, if someone can come up with a better saying to combine Advocator on Advocator and Erickson together and figure out a proper curse title looking at you here Sarah right now. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's I want to put it on a t-shirt. Oh, you should. So speaking of t-shirts, let's let's go on a side rant here tangent. Uh Mr. getting checked out for fraud right now. No, it's not fraud. Uh, stealing, <laughs> stealing idea or stealing professional idea or trademarks or whatever you want to call it. it. I screenshotted a tweet and put it on a shirt, and the NHL said I couldn't do that. Apparently, yeah, which, what, way to go! Trying to get us banned already. I mean, they're not. I mean, they don't own the tweets. It doesn't say on their Twitter all these tweets are owned by the NHL. So whatever. Then they reviewed some of our other stuff, and they're like, "Nope, all this stuff is okay." So what a one out of ten ain't bad. Yeah, I'll take it. We're still yeah. selling shirts are still selling, so you're doing all right. Yes. Uh but yeah, it's the Ablocurse. That is what it has been dubbed. Maybe I will make an Ablocurse. I think that t-shirt. needs to be a shirt. It absolutely yep. needs to be a shirt. I survived the Ablocurse. 
Um, maybe when he's gone, I think that, or, or I mean, you could do it now. It, it, it'd be fitting, but the yeah. Albuquerque, yeah. When he's gone, just make one that says the Albuquerque has been lifted. It was a pretty interesting hole we, we fell into and it was too early in the morning to fall into that hole too. Oh, it happened. It happened way too quick. And then it was just a it spiraled down from there. Yeah. But that was our Twitter fun this morning. That was our Twitter fun. Uh, but that's all we have really to talk about tonight. Uh, we've got, I mean, the other thing we can touch on is Anthony Mantha has been suspended for one game for a head hit on Colin. Oh, is that official? Yeah. Suspended I, for I one game. Yeah. It didn't look like he did it on purpose. No. He kind of just oh. sideswiped him. The overreaction from all the people online calling Mantha a dirty player and a scumbag have clearly never seen the man play because he doesn't hit anyone like ever. So he is he aggressive? Yes. Does he intentionally do stuff like that? No. No, not at all. There people are acting like he's freaking Tom Wilson. The the one the the biggest comparison I can see people making is the one the hit on Giroux, which I still think was a crock of shit. But he's he's like Chara. He's what six four, six five. He's a big he's a big guy. He's giant. Now in this instance, was his size a determining factor in how the hit was made? No. Colin White was in a vulnerable position already. He was re- lunging for a puck. And the way the hit came, you watch the way Mantha came in. He tried to adjust his body. It almost looked like he caught an edge, but ended up just, he drilled him. That, that's the simplest way to put it. It's an unfortunate hit. It's worthy of a game suspension, but it's not, does it not speak malicious. to how Mantha is as a player. Yeah, it wasn't malicious. He didn't intend to hurt him. It no. was just, yeah, it was just not a, not a good hit. And anytime there's contact to the head like that in in the world, especially, you're yep. getting suspended. So any type of international play, and it's it's not gonna. I'll say this: it, it's not something that's gonna overshadow the performance that he had through the preliminary round. No. And what he had, he finished with what tw- seven goals and twelve points in the pre prelims. Yeah, what he's accomplished so far is is nothing short of for him, I would say, spectacular. Yeah. And people will say it's on an international stage, so it doesn't really matter because it's not it, the same. It does though. It does because if you look at previous players who have performed well on an international stage, there it has been carryover to the next mm-hmm. season, and he's honestly just performing right now the way that he performed at the end of last season. So. Yeah, and I, I big kudos to Max Boltman with the articles that he has had in regards to Mantha's play. For one, being a big size guy, I know he just his most recent article, I think it was his most recent, talking about Mantha's play, and to your point, how players were in general, yep. from a, having a huge world championship and then how that carried over to the next season. If that plays out for Mantha. This could be a record year for him, which in a way sucks for the Wings because he's on a contract year. But overall, it's what we as fans want to see. And it's what we've been hoping. It's what we as fans have been like clamoring for because we knew Mantha had the talent. He wasn't drafted where he was drafted because the Wings just felt like it. He was drafted where he was drafted because he showed skill and promise. And he's might be a semi late bloomer, but if he can perform at the level in the NHL that he's performing at in the worlds right now with someone like Kyle Turris. So if one more person tells me that we need to trade for Kyle Turris, I'm going to be very angry. We have Dylan Larkin. That's better. Exactly. 
and and you put him back with Bert and Larkin and let him go, I mean, you can put up 35 goals. So if no more. Yeah, so that's that's my spiel on Anthony Mantha and his and his suspension. Dumb play by him. Yes, malicious intent. No. no. He'll miss a game and he'll be back for Canada. Yep. So, Ryan, got any final thoughts tonight? And then give me your Twitter handle. Um, actually, I'd, I don't have final thoughts. I will say, actually, I take, I take that back. We didn't talk about the Stanley Cup final, which is upcoming between Boston and St. Louis. I am fully on the glory of St. Louis bandwagon right now because fuck Boston. Good call. But I'm upset that St. Louis didn't get there because that lost us out at least for now on a second round pick upgraded from a third round pick from San Jose. So fuck Boston, go blues Twitter handle already Ryan 33. Yeah. We will not be getting that second round pick because there's no, no way, because how cap strapped San Jose is currently they're not. Like resigning. Yeah. They're not resigning Nyquist and please stop tweeting at us to that. We need to resign Nyquist because no. we don't, there's no I was, room on the roster for him. He's going to cost too much money. We need to start playing people like Zadina. So, yes. Would he um, be great? Yes, but we don't need him. Would he be great? Maybe. Well, I mean, great for this roster. Let me put it that way. Uh, good. Good, not great. Yes. What's great is injecting new talent. But Fact. that's that'll be my final thoughts because honestly, I have nothing really else to say except for. We do have a shirt design currently on Redbubble, and it's not just on shirts. You can get it on travel mugs, on cups, on clocks, on bags, and clutches, and purses, and dresses, whatever. It is a design that is that we have made to help out the plight of women's hockey. As you know, a lot of women's hockey players, they make less at the top, even at the top levels make uh, 2000 around $2,000 a year, which to me is insane. Uh, they they work second jobs. Brutal, man. Yeah, they can't train to the level they need to train to because of the lack of pay. They don't get medical benefits, especially in a sport like hockey. I think it's completely ridiculous that they don't get medical benefits. So we have a design up. Uh, any purchase of that design, part of the proceeds will go towards the Friends of Women's Hockey Fund, which is an official fund used to spread women's hockey and do youth hockey for girls and stuff like that. So if you go on, purchase one uh, one of those things, if you go to redbubble.com and search the grind line, we will pop up. That is our shop. There's a bunch of cool stuff in there, merch, grind line t-shirts, fun stuff. We do giveaways. It's, it's cool time. Uh, but those are my final thoughts. You can follow me online at bringing the wing but you can mostly follow me online at Grindline Pod. You can find our podcast on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Spotify. We now have a YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube and search the Grindline Podcast, we are there. So you, if you, well, YouTube's your choice, you can go subscribe to us and watch our YouTube videos. But for Ryan, I am Greg. You stay classy, Hockey Town. Woo.